0: big idea, to have a heart like Christ is to have a heart whose sole motive is to love the Father. Our weekly identity statement, God is taking my heart of stone and making it a heart of flesh. Our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The Unblemished Heart A Christ-like heart is obsessed with the Father. Everything Jesus did was to please the Father, not in an earning his Father's approval kind of a way, but because his heart was like our hearts were originally supposed to be, the desire of his heart was to do what his Father sent him to do. In John 4, verse 34, we read, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. The thing that satisfied Jesus' hunger was to do the will of his Father. His desire and drive was the Father. In John chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Jesus does nothing of his own. He only does what the Father sent him to do. This doing is Jesus' food. It is what sustains his life. Jesus' life was sustained by his deep desire to please his Father. And this creates some problems for us. We're not comfortable with the idea of living our whole lives for the pleasure of the Father. We'll get into that later. But when you take into consideration our proclivities to be our own ruler, along with the image that already exists in our minds due to the way we were raised and loved by our earthly fathers, it gets difficult for us to consider the notion that our entire existence is supposed to be for the pleasure of our Heavenly Father. This gut-level desire to honor the Father just isn't reality for most of us. And this desire for our father to find pleasure in us and do what pleases him isn't really there. However, I would argue that it should be. Our society has vastly underestimated the important role fathers play in the lives of their children. From an article on Psychology Today, According to a report in Fathers and Their Impact on Children's Well-Being, even from birth, children who have an involved father are more likely to be emotionally secure, be confident to explore their surroundings, and, as they grow older, have better social connections. The way that fathers play with their children also has an important impact on a child's emotional and social development. Fathers spend a higher percentage of their one-to-one interactions with infants and preschoolers in stimulating playful activity than do mothers. From these interactions, children learn how to regulate their feelings and behavior. Children with involved, caring fathers also have better educational outcomes. The influence of a father's involvement extends into adolescence and young adulthood. Numerous studies find that an active and nurturing style of fathering is associated with better verbal skills, intellectual functioning, and academic achievement among adolescents. PsychologyToday.com I see this in my own kids. From very young, all four of them have had a desire to please me. They want my approval. They want to know that they are doing what I want them to do. You can catch it in glimpses. While they are doing something, they look up at you to see if you are watching. They want to notice you noticing them. It's how we were made. A healthy, loving relationship with your Father provides the foundation for everything else in life. But even when our earthly fathers don't measure up to our Heavenly Father, which is impossible, in no way does this excuse us from following in the way of Christ. Jesus had the opportunity to make something of Himself while being tempted in the desert. He could have been done with the Father altogether, yet at the same time, he couldn't, because he was here to serve the will of the one who sent him. He denied himself. He didn't use his deity to his own advantage. He served, he obeyed, he submitted. His actions, then, were a consequence of the condition of his heart. To have a heart like Christ has everything to do with integrity. Integrity isn't about moral actions. It's also about moral motivations. When we do moral things for immoral reasons, we still don't have integrity. Likewise, when our seemingly moral reasons lead us to do immoral things, we don't have integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing for the right reasons. The reason Jesus was the way he was on the outside in his deeds, action, and mission was because of the person he was on the inside in his heart. To have a heart like Christ is to have a heart whose sole motive is to love the Father— The desire of our heart is to know Him, worship Him, honor Him, glorify Him, to be a man after God's own heart. Why? Because God made us for His own pleasure. Likewise, He made us to enjoy Him. Our original design was to be in an intimate relationship with the Father, one where we walk and talk with God in a garden. He wanted us to be His people. Christ's heart was unblemished in His love for the Father. How is your heart? Our daily scripture focus is John chapter 4, verse 27 through 38, which I'm not going to read all of here. You can go look it up and read it for yourself. But specifically, verse 34, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, reflect, pray, and ask God through the Holy Spirit to reveal any area of your heart that isn't motivated by love for the Father. Seek for God to reveal any area of your heart that was deformed by your earthly father that is having a negative effect on your relationship with your heavenly father. Now imagine the area of your heart that is motivated by selfishness being now motivated by the love the father has for you and has put in you. Conceptualize the the way this might change your life. Spend some time visualizing that part of your heart that was deformed by your earthly father being restored to complete wholeness by your heavenly father. Not only do you no longer experience pain in your relationship with your heavenly father because of that wound, but you also start to see your relationship with your earthly father changed as a result of God healing that part of your heart. And finally, thank God for his perfect and complete love for you as a perfect father. Thank Him for wanting to make you. Thank Him for enjoying you. He loves you. He enjoys you. He wanted you to exist.